Okay, well, I've calmed down a little bit from my morning rant. And uh, listening to a few other podcasts to try to hopefully become a little grounded in <laughs> my anger. Which honestly didn't help all that much. But uh, Mike Adams is talking about some of the economic problems and price of fuel. And he made a good point, but he was making a point for a different reason. And uh, he's talking about fuel prices maybe going up to, you know, $10 a, a gallon. And I don't see that not happening because, you know, all we're doing is continuing to poke the bear of, of Russia and stealing their money and reneging on our contracts with them. Well, meanwhile, they're, they're meeting their contracts. See, they want the good faith and trust of the Russian Federation. But America is not really that. What was it they always used to say? The, uh, you know, the credit, good faith and credit of the, the U.S. dollar. Well, that's been gone for, I don't know, 50 years. So, And uh, so I think gas will go up that high. It's just we haven't got to summer travel yet. And seems to be a little respite, maybe because we're running on empty or coasting downhill. I don't know. But you know our government will not allow us to drill and, and pump and open the pipelines and stuff. So apparently we're going to be kind of fucked. And then even if we open the pipelines, you know, a lot of them come from through Canada. Canada being part of Europe. Um, they might have to reverse the flow of their oil back to England and France and Germany because... <laughs> You know, they're they're cut off from Russia for being stupid. So when you look at the, the the decisions being made that affect your life and my life, they're being made by imbeciles and people with, I don't know, I would say IQs lower than room temperature, but maybe even more. I'm not saying they're not smart. And they're not Harvard graduates and Ivy League and rogue scholars. But their applied logic to what's really going on is just really imbecilic. And so they're either really that stupid or something else. Now, they're... Well, they're not stupid because they, they, a lot of these people running our country and our foreign affairs and our policies and economics and everything are really highly educated people. How they apply it's a different thing that maybe affects you and I differently, but they're educated enough to where they can look down on us plebs and go, well, what do you know? You didn't even graduate high school. Sure, you got a GED. What does that stand for? Good enough diploma? <laughs> so then there must be something else. And, you know, you can default back to conspiracy theories if you'd like, but the reality is there is a global reset. The people that 
are really up there money-wise are talking the words out of their mouth, their out loud voice. Great Reset. New World Order. Bill Gates is not an idiot, and he's uh, very rich. And he said, I want to I literally be part of killing off 7 billion people on the planet. This is what we need. And then I guess because we're so stupid, we're supposed to go, oh, well, you know, just like that fucking comedian said, oh, I don't mind if gas is $15 an hour, you know, because he makes, you know, $15 million a year, one. But he's got a Tesla. So they, they, they don't think these things affect them, but they don't know, just like, you know, the fall of any, you know, socialist, communist country. Um, those rich people, well, they become the first on the menu, you know, to be eaten alive, basically. And so what if you're worth a $100 million, like some of these, you know, elitist which isn't really rich to be elite, but that's a lot of money. You know, Matt Damon's of the world and Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking what's this dumbass, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Just all these dumbasses, you know. They're rich because they were good looking and they got movies and, and they're stupid. Usually they end up broke because their manager fucks them over, okay? So that's how smart they are. So when that dollar, when say if I have a hundred million dollars in the bank, spread out, you know, but it's still assets that can be touched and grabbed by the federal government. And then all of a sudden they do some kind of digital currency. And that digital currency is going to be programmable. So they'll sit there and go, well, here's your allowance but if you don't use it by the end of the week, we'll take it away. And you can only use it on these things. You know, you can't just go swipe your your Bitcoin card at Costco and buy 100 pounds of meat. Nope. Gas, electricity. Next week, you get the allowance for the meat. But next week, it won't be on sale. And you can't buy 100 pounds. No, you can get a couple burgers. And, and then pretty soon they're like, well, no, those burgers need to be the near meat. <laughs> Whatever. So what happens when my $100 million becomes digitized? And they don't even give you a, an exchange rate of, you know, 10 cents on the dollar or 50 cents on the dollar. It, it becomes just an unknown it's like, don't worry, we're going to keep your, your card topped off at $500 a week. Now, you're one of the lucky ones because some people will only get 250 but they don't, they don't need to travel. You know, they're, they're empty nesters, old people. Here's some food. Stay the fuck home. Don't need gas. And then they might even say, well, your electric's paid for you if... You know, you go on to this metered thing and, you know, if your refrigerator's kicking on too much, there's something sneaky going on. You need to turn your air conditioner down to 80, you know. Yeah, but that's really uncomfortable. My wife has a breathing problem. It's like, well, we, we don't care. But thanks for the money. So the, the ah, fuck. Might get a ticket. There we go. Uh, 
We'll see. Going 78. So, yeah, I guess they don't need money yet. So, you know, that, you know, say if he pulls out and pulls me over, then that would uh, diminish my social score. And then I might be docked how much fuel I can use next month because I'm obviously wasting it by driving too fast. So they don't realize these semi-elitists that when their money's gone, it's gone. You're no longer able to say, I don't care if gas is $15 a gallon. That was taken off the equation, just out of the equation. And then you got your big house and you're all happy and all that because you still did pretty well. Then the government says, well, there's all these immigrants that need a place to live. And per square foot, we can put 75 immigrants in your house. You know, well, will they at least cook and clean? No, no, you don't can't treat people that way. But they'll go out and work every day just like you. And, you know, they'll have their own food things. So maybe you can get them all to pitch in so you guys can all eat whatever. So now you do care how much gas is, see? So this is how they think, I don't care because. So what if you're a businessman like me and, and right now I'm paying four twenty nine a gallon. I still have to drive a lot. I can still absorb it because, you know, the biggest part of our economy in America is pretty much housing. But that's new construction. But our business is doing quite well because a lot of people aren't buying new homes, but they have homes and they're fixing them up. So what used to be like an impulse kind of buy, like a luxury item, they're like, you know what, we're going to get that new flooring in before things get really bad. But then gas starts inching its way up to where all of a sudden, you know, I can pass the cost of fuel and supplies onto my customer, but it hits a break-even point where they're like, no, you know, we're sorry, Mark. We really like you, and we wanted to do this. But, you know, last month you quoted us this price, and by the time we actually got to where we could do it, it's practically doubled. And we're like, yeah, I know it's the prices. And they go, yeah, we know. Our business is the same way. So we're not faulting you, but we're going to hold off. Well, now, you know, I'm shit out of luck, you know, and, and a lot of times we'll order everything in advance. You know, as soon as they give us the money, we, we order it and get their products in our warehouse. So that way we're not worried about trucking, changing their prices and stuff. But a lot of times those are delayed because of trucking and prices and that stuff. So it slows our roll. And then say instead of being like three weeks out, we become two months out because of just shipping problems. We might not even get any cost passed on to us, but we just don't have the fucking product. Well, in that month and a half, our installer has gone from having to pay, you know, four fifty a gallon to eight. And the job happens to be out of town. So it's like, hey, can you... uh can you give me more for this? And we're like, well, this job's already sold. We're kind of fucked. And he's like, well, I'll absorb some of it, but you need to absorb some also. <coughs> well, then we're in a position to where we either say no, <coughs> there's nobody else to get. 
So it's like, yeah, you know what, we'll just eat it. But then that, that break-even point becomes broken also to where people just go, you know what, I'm, I'm closing the doors. You know, I got a Walmart in my town, and I'm a pretty smart guy. I can be a greeter at Walmart. You know, we're isolated enough. We've invested well enough to where we're not rich. I mean, it's not like I have a mountain of silver or food storage or anything. But I could work at Walmart, and at least our property's paid for. And, you know, it's Arizona, so the winters aren't that bad. So I guess I can cut way back on heating and cooling. And if I plan my schedule right, I'll be working at Walmart during the heat of the day or whatever. So there's some options. But but as an American, why the fuck do we have to do that? Break-even points were set up in business to where you can say, I need to make this to keep the fucking doors open and pay myself a minimum wage, basically, as the owner. You know, you don't pay yourself, but, well, some people do, but. And then you strive to go past that by a lot. So you can expand. You can pay yourself more. You can get a new vehicle every couple of years. You can do things like that. And then you kind of keep trying to not so much level up, but at least bring in enough sales to where you, you've passed your break-even point. You're, you're doing good. Ends are meeting like a motherfucker. Well, then they bring it down to where you're praying that you hit that break-even point in business. And then the minute you can't, now it starts eating out of your pocket. And eventually businesses just go, I'm done. I will be better off staying at home. Because businesses have an inherent cost of just doing business. You know, it's, it's like, <clears throat> you know, you can afford, you know, to breed Great Danes that eat, you know, like a lot of food if you if you got the money. But then eventually, you know, you don't. So your business becomes the Great Dane that you have to feed. And it, there's a cost to that. So that break-even point is if you keep your doors open. But what's your, what's your personal break-even point? What do you need to keep the lights on in your house, buy enough food for you and your family, and go to work every day down the street to where you can walk or something? So your break-even point becomes fluid. You know, it's like, well, if I got to drive, then it's this and that. But it's a lot less than owning a business. So my break-even point for not having our business open is quite low. I don't have a mortgage. This vehicle and, and some other ones are, are paid for. And the one that's not, I doubt that the tow truck guy would even be able to come and get it. And I have a gate. So he can't come on private property without getting shot. And if he doesn't have a court order to go with that repossession order, he's not getting on my property because there's no weight of law to it. So he might not even come and get it. Or I might just fucking park it outside and say, take this piece of shit. It's taking up space. You know, fucking can't afford to drive it anyway. Fuck it. So see, it, I might take it out in the desert and strip the motherfucker. Sell the parts. <laughs> fucking million options. It's mine until it ain't. So you see that this plan that they have is all for this reason. It's not because they're stupid. It's because they're smart. And it's because these Klaus Schraubs and that other douchebag, uh, 
I said his name on the tip of my tongue. Rich motherfucker. He's uh, the chairman of um, Blackstone. Trillions of dollars in assets he manages. And, and they've all come out and said, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shut everything off. And then all these people will die. Done and done. Fuck them. So they're, they're not stupid. They're heinous motherfuckers that should all die if some fucking weird plague. Not the one they created for us, but I mean like a real, like a, a biblical kind of thing. Like they should have their eyes eaten out by mad birds or something like that. That would be awesome. So this is where we're at. And when you analyze the, the, the fallout from these prices and this war with Russia and Ukraine and all that, these people aren't doing it, anything around here that is because they're stupid. Don't underestimate what they're doing. Don't sit there and go, well, why would Russia do this? Well, fuck a hundred million reasons. You're not privy to any of them. But the reality is a lot of fucking reasons. And so fuck off, shut up, and quit your whining. So we've all seen the shit happening, you know. Fuck, I go to McDonald's at least three times a week and get the same fucking thing. And it went from, you know, under five, or under yeah, under five to six something. And that was like, Two McDoubles and a sweet tea half cut. Boom. No more half cut tea. Boom. Now it's back under five. But I've I've lost something. See that something I lost was shrinkflation, basically. Um, so I can go in now for the last couple of months and get two sausage egg McMuffins for under five bucks. That'll go up. We'll see it. See? So this is all a thing that is actually happening. Just like when storm clouds roll in, eh, pretty good chance it's going to rain. Going to be a storm anyway, you know. What's the old expression? You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that's usually true. Might not be blazing flames that you can see, but there's fire. It's underground and under the brush and it's smoldering and in a root of a tree and then boom, it pops up. So these are just real things that really happen. So they want us dead. And I've said for years, if they're telling us that they want us dead, why don't we kill them? I mean, it's a threat. You've got to take a threat seriously. And when they're coming right out and trying to do it now, I see even more reasons for self-defense. So they want 7 billion dead. So we can safely assume mathematically that 7 billion of us are unimportant or not part of their cabal. So the whatever point million might be part of them and, and the workers they want to keep to feed them and cook for them and mow their, their estates. So I'd say they're outnumbered about 8 to 1. Or fuck even more. I don't even 8 million to 1. Whatever. There's 7 billion of us innocents sitting there being threatened. And all we'd have to do is roll over in our sleep and they'd all be dead. But no. We've been conditioned to think that that's the wrong thing to do because we don't really know who they are. Well, let's find them. You might say, and it's like, well, you know, we know it's this guy and that guy. And then they'll go, well, no, no, you don't know that. 
You know, you don't know that the guy that broke into your house and raped your daughter and stole all your shit was really a bad guy. He might have just been really sexually turned on and needed some money. And then you're like, no, fuck him. He raped my daughter. It's like, well, do we really know that she didn't know him from school or something? Well, I don't know. She's fucking dead. Well, see, you can't just go out and be a vigilante now, can you? Well, I would say that if there's 7 billion vigilantes, that that's kind of a mandate. You know, we didn't really vote to change the law, but 7 billion of us just said, fuck them, and we killed them. And because there's only a couple uh, hundred million left, fuck you. You know, it was a vote. We're a democracy, right? That's how democracies work. Mob rule. And 7 billion people said fuck them and killed them. But I digress because that will never, ever, ever fucking happen. Because of conditioning. You know, people all over the world, they, they might not feel that way. There's some people that probably think, well, you know, if they want me dead, then maybe I'm useless. I'm a useless eater. Fuck it. You know, they told me to wear a mask. I wore a mask. You know, they told me not to visit my grandma. I didn't. I did whatever they told me. She died. I waved goodbye to her from the window outside. Like, bye, grandma. So those fuckers might just deserve to die anyway. But the reality is we outnumber them. We outnumber law enforcement in this country. And I'm not calling for violent revolution. I'm just calling for a giant awakening to where the mass, mass fucking majority stops playing patty cake with these psychopathic fucks and just says no. You know, that's the one thing I do respect about some of these riots that went on. Even though there might have been an agenda not quite in sync with mine, they burnt down a couple big fucking cities. And what did the law do? They stood down. Why? Not because they were chicken. But because the mayor just didn't want the rest of his fucking town burnt down. Or maybe his house. Or maybe he's like, they know me. They came to my house and sent me a letter said, we'll fucking burn you down and your kids too before we even start. And we'll keep you up on the tower so you can watch and then we'll throw you off because fuck you. <clears throat> but you know what? They rose up and said, no, fuck you. We feel this way. And, and like I said, I don't agree with their agenda because there was other ways to have done it. But maybe in their mind, they felt they had already tried that and they got met deaf ears. So, more power to them. Because now, everybody's like, don't fuck with them. Our founding fathers did that, you know, 240 some years ago when they just said, you know what, fuck you, England. Fuck you and the stupid high horse you rode in on. We've been trying to be nice to you for over 400 fucking years when we were colonies way back in the day. You know, it just didn't happen overnight. And finally, somebody, you know, just, they just fucked them. And, and I'm sure the consensus was, well, it was 3%. That is the consensus. You know, 97% of the colonies that were around at the time of the revolution did not agree with the revolution. They didn't disagree with it. They just were agnostic on the idea. They like, whatever, I don't care. Just like America today. But 3%ers said, fuck you. And that was enough 
to stop England, which was probably less than 1%. You know, so they said, fuck you, killing you. Well, you can't do that. I was like, well, I just did. See, now you're dead in a ditch and I'm not. Fuck you and your bullshit. And, and you have these people blatantly say, we're going to eliminate 7 billion people off the planet. And they fucking said it. Everything they're doing is just like England. You know, don't tax us. Oh, okay. Here's another tax, fuckers. What are you going to do about it? Here's a T-tax. Here's a stamp tax. What are you going to do about it? Fuck you. Fuck you. And that's what they're doing. Here, take this shot. You know, well, that vaccine, you know, I hear it's bad for me. Shut up. Take it. Take it. Take it. Oh, here's a booster, too. You fucking compliant little bitch. Here, take it and enjoy it while I stick you four more times in the butt. Take it. So, where's our break-even point as a society of supposedly moral people? Do you do you watch soldiers get shot, kneecapped, and then castrated with a gun, and then laughed at and kicked until they die? Do you like that? Probably not. You know, I've talked to so many people in my life that are not racist. In fact. I really have only met a few racist, racist people, and they were fucking white, you know. Um, a lot of doctors that I know didn't really agree with the shot, but they kind of did it, but they, they stood and fought. A lot of them got their licenses lost and stuff. A lot of them just capitulated. Do you agree with what you see going on I mean because I, I know watch you know Facebook you know I read kind of like just like letting information just flow through you like a computer and then you grab bits and pieces of it abductive reasoning and you look at it and, and, and the majority of people sure there's the troll the dumbass the fucking loser but for the most part people are like you know why are they doing this why are they doing that why did they let him kill his dog? Why are they letting these illegal aliens in here while we're protecting Ukraine's border? Why, 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 why? And you can look at your life and the, and the issues that trigger you and then talk to other people and scan the, the web and stuff. And you'll see that a large fucking majority agree that this should not be happening. So why do we allow it? We're the people. We're in charge. You know, we can't just all stand up with one voice and go, no. And, and I guess not. But if we don't, at least pick a battle. And right now we got the R Ukraine war. You know, Russia is not the person you want to be fucking with. Putin. You know, I mean, you can go, you know, start a war in some you know, sand box somewhere out there with a bunch of goat herders and pretty much you could fucking milk it for 20 years and nothing's going to happen. You know, you notice that it was Iraq and Afghanistan, not like uh, Iran with nuclear weapons, Pakistan with nuclear weapons. You know, so, you know, the world will, will stand back and watch us be douchebags and probably making money on it so they don't care. Russia is not that, that place. Putin has tried for 20 years to rebuild his country's economy after we robbed him. 
And now we're fucking with them again. And watching those prisoners get shot, it was like, if I were Putin, I'd already pushed the big button. That'd be over. You know, mutually assured destruction? No, that doesn't work anymore. Russia, if he, if he launched immediately, it'd be over for the world before everybody even went, oh, fucking shit, push your button. I can't find it. You know, it's not working. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Thermal, global, nuclear war? Or an EMP that just shuts America off? And everybody goes, oh, that can't happen. It's like, do you really want to take that chance? Do you want to take that chance anymore? And you want to take the chance of a first strike on Russia actually not working or working, whatever? Do you want to take that chance? Because root... Putin has said that. I'm not going to fucking play your games with you. You know, and you can cry and whine all you want, but China, India, and Iran are buying my oil. Well, <laughs> little sniveling fucks. We, we got an agreement with you. Brenton Wood, remember? He's like, I really don't care. You know, I, I've reached a point to where I don't care about the lying words coming out of your mouth. But regardless... You're not getting my oil. Neither is any of Europe getting my oil. And China and Iran and India are buying all of it. And they're paying in rubles and rice and yuan. Go fuck yourself. The conversation ended years ago with you people in America. So is that, is that what you want? You know, or maybe we should act more like Putin instead of that Zelensky coward. And stand up to our leaders and go, no. Well, we're going to pass this out. And like, no, you're not. Well, we're going to take a vote. It's like, no, you're not. Well, then, then, uh, then what are you talking? Insurrection? It's like, it's call it whatever word you want. Like George Bush said, you can call it a fucking banana if you want. No. Well, what are you going to do about it? It's like, well, uh, I think if all 5,000 of us in this little area march over to the chief of police and, and, and start threatening him and everybody else with just fucking anarchy, they might turn around and arrest you. Are you sure they won't? So, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know what the problem is. It's, you know, we're the 97% that just don't give a fuck. And the three percenters in America would be, I don't know, 10 million. They could do something, but see... We've been so fractured that we can't even look out the window without just seeing reflected light. We can't even look at the problem. And then they sewed up that, that 3% with jobs and taxes. and You know, like the soldiers could actually help us fight. But they got pensions and benefits. And there's that one guy that, you know, got you know, shit canned for saying, I want some fucking accountability. Yeah. Here's your fucking accountability. Get out of here. Lucky we didn't arrest you. And all his leaders that he's known his whole life and all the soldiers that he served in war with are like, yeah, man, shut up. Shut up. And there's one or two badasses that are so into the deep state that every night they get fucked in the ass. They love it. And they're like, yeah, shut up. So there's that. Got Border Patrol that, you know, they really won't stand up and, and say, 
hey, this is fucking bullshit. You know, we're going to untie our own hands for 100000 a year. Nope. Why? Because every time they've bitched, and I live here for 20 years, and talk to the, the wives or the husbands of the Border Patrol, they're like, yeah, we got really mad and started bitching about this, that, and the other thing. And they, they gave us a raise. See, they didn't fix the problem. They just gave them a raise. So the problem doesn't go away. Just the squeaky wheel got the oil. That's all. Doesn't mean the wheel ain't going to fucking fall off. It's just, you know, I don't have to listen to it now. Okay? Just fucking stop it. Law enforcement. You know, a lot of them are corrupt. They're revenue agents and they work for the city. And if the city wants more money, they write more tickets. And they do what the mayor tells them. And the sheriffs in most counties won't step up and go, hey, you do that again and I'm arresting you, the whole fucking department and the city and the manager until we get to the bottom of this shit. Nope. Because they have been conditioned to think that's not their job and they don't have the authority to do it. Go to CSPOA.org. CSPOA.org and check it out. It's constitutional sheriffs. So... The solution that you would think is all around us kind of is, but you can't see it. And the people that could really help are paid to not help. You know, you're drowning, but there's so many laws why some guy on a boat that's, you know, somebody's supposed to help you like a first responder. You're like, why the fuck isn't he helping me? He can't. He can't reach in there and grab you because you might sue him. You might have cooties. You you might be a bad guy. You know, and, and it's just after all of these, you might and shoulda, woulda, couldas, you just sit there and fuck it, drive right on by. You know, float on by, let them drown. Sorry, buddy. Fuck you. And I don't want to be those kind of people anymore. I'm just kind of fucking tired of it. You know, there's a lot of places I've lived in my life and there's a few places I'd like to go back and just say, fuck this. And I've kind of at a point to where I could, you know, other than my wife's a workaholic, but now yeah, we can find shit to keep her busy. Buy some land without a yard and that fill her time for the next 10 years. Plant grass. So I think from what I'm seeing and hearing that the, the economy is on the verge of collapse and we're just waiting for somebody, somebody in authority like the deep state to pull the plug. They've been trying for years to kill off, you know, 90-some percent of the Earth's population. They've said it for years. <clears throat> now they're they're amplifying it and just fucking running ads saying, we're going to kill you. <laughs> so that's going to happen. The economy's going to collapse. Something's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen pretty soon because the writing on the wall says so. And then uh, then it'll be over. It'll be too late for us. You know, they're, they're, they're making bioweapons now that are contagious, like a disease, almost like Ebola, but they call it a vaccine. And then people will go, yeah, turn the mosquitoes loose in my neighborhood, motherfucker. My neighbor, he's always coughing. And then everyone will die. You won't even be able to fight it. You know, I think they've they figured it out to where even like a guy like me, it says, fuck you. I'm not going to sign on to your bullshit. It's like, that doesn't matter. You're already infected. The mark of the beast was in you four years ago when you uh, had surgery and they injected you with something. Yeah, you know, it's experimental. You know, we paid the hospital to do it, so 
your part of the bill was a little less, but we didn't want it so less that, you know, you would think, what the fuck? But the hospital got paid a lot more for, you're, you're a guinea pig, motherfucker. So we don't know. But it's all coming around. And really, if you know or don't know, it doesn't really matter. Are you ready? Because just like, you know, have you found Jesus yet? Are you ready? You know, these soldiers have decided to stand when that day came and they're standing in the wrong fucking place. Religious people have chosen to accept Christ, but they don't know even what he wants of them or ever did from the beginning. They read shit and they go, yeah, yeah, amen, brother. They could be wrong. So just get your fucking act together. Get your life together. Make sure you're square with the cosmic okayness, the karma. You know, it's pretty easy to do. Because it's going to happen. And nobody will be ready. Fuck, I probably won't either. So, time to reevaluate your paradigm and get on living or get on dying. Wait, wait, wait. Not done yet. So, I'm sitting at line at McDonald's drive through and somebody's trying to order. And I'm trying to be patient. But apparently, people that have never looked at a fucking McDonald's menu decide to use the drive-thru. Because, you know, it's not like there's not pictures inside. And there's three of them in the car. So park. Get the fuck out. And get your food. But no. What, what's a chicken McNugget? What's the difference between the nine-piece Chicken McNugget and the five-piece Chicken McNugget? Yeah. What kind of sauce do you have? Is the mustard like a sweet mustard or a honey mustard or a spicy mustard? It's like, fuck do you care? God. Anyway, so I was thinking to myself, and then I'll, get, I'll, I'll go, I'll wrap this up. I'm going to start doing a, a Sunday-type podcast for people because there's there's a lot of religious things we need to take talk about and i'm not the greatest fucking guy to be a preacher trust me because i'm a fucking dick but i do have a view of christianity which uh, gives me just as much right as some other fucking pastor or whatever try to let that guy out but i think he's screwed um so I'm going to try to take notes and then do a little blurb like this, um, you know, a couple minutes or a minute or 10 minutes or something, then compile it all and upload it on a Saturday night for Sunday, my Sunday viewers. And you can definitely put in some input. If you've got any ideas, uh, email me, marketprepperguy.com, to where I can uh, read them and think about it. Um, yes, it'll be rated R because I don't think... Uh, God's that concerned about harsh language. I mean, I'm sure he's a little more mad about watching uh, humans degrade, rape, kill, and murder other humans. But I, I think, you know, bad language is just not the top of his concerns. 
So I'll try to, you know, keep the swearing down to a minimum. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know that. So I'm still stuck in line. Look at that. I've been talking to you for uh, almost three minutes and the line just barely moved that one stupid car. But not up enough because the guy in front of him wants to keep, you know, eight, nine feet between him and the car in front of him, which is not a bad idea on the freeway. But when you're in a fucking drive through line, you should pull up a little bit, you know, be situationally aware. These are people that are going to die first because they're not going to know a zombie is walking up on their six. So the guy in in front of the, the Inquisitor people has not gotten to the microphone yet. <laughs> and I'm sure since there's three or four people in that car, they want an, a complete rundown of nutritional facts of the McDonald's menu. I was just going to rip through and then go to my next measure, but no. Well, it is 12.22, so it's lunchtime. Pavlov's dog is sitting in front of McDonald's because somebody rang a bell. All right, now I'm out of here. See you. Bye. There's no way home. There's nothing to fight for. There's no more honor. Come to think of it, the only honorable thing to do is quiet. No! Do you think the people of this country exist to provide you with position? I think your position exists to provide those people with freedom.